What's up, world? This is Jesse Rich with Jesse Rich Podcast. And for our, our Friday drivers, good morning. I am going to be doing good questions to ask. I found a article on contra, uh, conversationstartersworld.com, and it's good questions to ask. I have not read these, so we're going to keep this as raw as raw can be. I'm going to read them as we go and just give you my answer so y'all can get to know me a little bit better. Also, I don't think next week, or maybe it is next week, uh, our boy Kaiser will be back to discuss something. I think we're going to try to keep it serious next Friday, so stay tuned for that. Other than that, let's get started. Conversation starter world. Good questions to ask. So let's ask Jesse Rich some of these questions and see how he answers them. So we have, what weird food combination do you really enjoy? And it's actually kind of funny that this is the first question because I was just discussing this with some work employees probably not even three days ago. And my weirdest food combination that I absolutely love. I had it when I was younger and a babysitter made it this way. And I don't know why, I guess because it smothers together and neither one of them overpowers it. But my absolute favorite food combination is peanut butter on a grilled cheese sandwich. Now I know a lot of people on here just was like, oh, and they got them cold chills. They felt gross, but man, it is amazing. I've also been told, but I haven't gotten to try it myself yet, is hot dogs and cream cheese is really good. That sounds too weird for me, but hopefully eventually I'll try it. One other combination that I really enjoy, and it's so funny that I do. So if you know me personally, I'm not a big cinnamon eater uh, when it comes to something too strong in cinnamon. So stuff like Cinnabon or cinnamon rolls or the, what is it called, monkey bread or something, I don't like. So I'm not a big cinnamon fan, but there's some cinnamon stuff I do like. If you ever go to Taco Bell and get yourself a cinnamon twist, I want you to get a side cup of sour cream. I know, I know, bear with me. Dip it in the sour cream and eat it. That stuff tastes just like cheesecake. I'm not even lying to you guys. You've got to try it. I did it when I worked there because I was super afraid to, but I was like, you know what? I can't be one of those people that are outgoing and not try it, so I'm going to try it. And sure enough, I fell in love with this. So that's another one to try, but peanut butter and grilled cheese is probably my favorite. Number two, what social stigma does society need to get over? So for my younger viewer or listeners, I'm sorry, for my younger listeners and for some people that just really don't use this term in their uh, everyday language, I decided to look up social stigma because I don't use it very often. I was like, I'm going to go over exactly what it means before I sit there and answer this. So social stigma is the disapproval of or discrimination against a person based on perceivable soci- uh, social characteristics that serve to distinguish them from other members of society. Social stigmas are commonly related to culture, gender, race, intelligence, and health. So I think there's a couple of social stigmas that we should definitely get over, but one of my biggest ones that irritates me, because a lot of people 
have I've heard it before and had a conversation with the person. Thank God it went well. Um, but I really hate the white privilege discrimination. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie. There has been some privileges here and there that some minorities might not have. But not all white people grow up that way. I'm not going to lie. The minority is definitely outweighed. And then you have the rich white that show and flash. And then you have the middle class white that have their daddies, as we always say, their daddies pay for their car or, you know, whatever. But you really need to know someone's background before you can make a statement like that in my eyes. I never judge a book by its cover. Yes, there are some people I look at and I'm like, ooh, he might have done some time or ooh, he might have done this or that. But I never try to judge them until I know them. And because I've been there, I've been at the bottom and I've been never at the top, but I'm doing well. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a baller, but I have definitely heard white privilege before. And it was so funny when it first was a thing. So at one point they wanted white people to wear a privilege badge. I don't know if you ever read that article. And I laughed and was like, I cannot wait to wear it out of irony for the way that I grew up. A lot of people don't know this, but I literally started from the bottom. Uh, don't get me wrong. I was younger when we were there. So uh, I didn't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that happens in the background that a lot of people see their whole life. But when I was younger, I lived in the projects and my dad worked and worked. They got us out and we've bounced from house to house ever since I was young. I'll give you all a little insight on me. I was, by the time I went to middle school, I had already been to 11 different schools. Now, don't get me wrong. It was really kind of cool because I met so many people in the area because we stayed within the area that I grew up in. But, and as soon as I went to middle school, it was just like I had friends everywhere because I already knew all of them, you know, or my certain group of friends. But it was also a strenuous time. Like, it definitely makes you have to figure things out, not being stationed in one spot. Then when you are stationed in one spot, you have to build yourself. And as you're building yourself, it's not all going to come easy to you. And literally, if someone see me tomorrow and said something like, oh, you ain't nothing but white privilege, that's why you have this, why you have that, why don't you come look at my bank statements? Why don't you come look at what I've worked for? Why don't you notice that I am in massive amounts of debt, but I'm working a way around it to try to still build up while I have a family a wife and two kids. So that's probably the biggest social stigma that really irritates me is the discrimination of white privilege. But, and I'm not saying this because I am, oh, sorry, I kicked the table. I'm not saying this because I am white. I'm just saying that that's the most irritating because you should know the story of someone before you go judge them. The other only social stigma that I think would be maybe we would need to get over is oppression in the sense of slavery. Um, again, not trying to be rude. I get it. We, 
And when I mean we in this sense, I mean the Caucasian European Americans of the old days came over here. They not only took the natives' land, which they got screwed the worst out of it, but then pretty much shot them in their own graves. I literally hate white people for the stuff that we've done. But what I really get upset about is the advantages we're taking over right now. So when the European Americans that formed America and became America and then bought slaves, they literally went and got people that were already slaves and kept them in that or in that um, field. They literally bought slaves to make them slaves. And I'm not saying that the way we treated them, that's okay. I get it. I've heard the stories. I've read the history books. I've done a lot of background check on this because I understand we, and again, I mean the European Americans or the full-fledged Americans at that point, were awful with the way that they taught them. But I could do a whole segment if y'all would want to hear more about it, about how I would have freed the slaves and how it would have benefited everyone. What I really think is irritating is people get really upset. They're thinking that they're still oppressed. And I literally, in the society that we live in now, I have a family member that is, they're a mixed family. When she had a baby, this baby looks white. It was a mixed mother with a Caucasian male, and they have what looks like a Caucasian daughter. What really irritated me was someone in the family stated that they were going to put African American on anything that they wrote down for this person just so that they could get benefits. And that's where I think this oppression and, and what do I want to call it, this um, taking advantage of needs to just stop. Okay? I think instead of helping just a certain group of people, we help all. I think everyone is 100% equal. And I think we would have seen that sooner if we freed the slaves the way I would have. I would have not just freed them. That was nuts. That literally threw a whole bunch of minority African Americans that might not even speak the language or can even read signs, throw them straight out into society where they're trying to read signs and trying to communicate with a bunch of people that hate them. That's like taking a hundred rabbits and just putting them in the field knowing that it's surrounded by a hundred wolves. They're not going to survive. Yes, they can burrow. Yes, they might get away. But most of them are going to get slaughtered, especially if those wolves are hungry. So, how I would have done it was I would have freed the slaves in the sense that they keep working. I know this sounds racist as shit, guys, so please bear with me. They keep working, but they get treated better. No disciplinary action in the sense of harm to one person. And we start educating. That's how I would have freed them. It would have been like a 10-year span of just straight up teaching these people and working with them and providing food for them. I mean, come on, they're out in the fields all day and the slop that we gave them was not food. But if we would have educated and bonded together earlier, I think society would be completely different. I also think that educated African Americans at an earlier state 
We would not have the special, you know, first African-American do this, do that. Do that. Who cares what your race is? It shouldn't matter. It should matter about you as a person. What did you do first? Not because you're African-American or Asian or Hispanic. Um, break it down. Hispanic is Spanish-speaking. So, you know, Mexican, Spaniard, whatever. It doesn't matter who you are. You're still human. Go do the accomplishments as a human. The only type of separation I would have is genders. And the only reason why I would have that genders is because of the actual physical body build of each one. Men, no offense to you women, are normally the stronger gender. I'm not saying that we all are. I'm not saying that women are weak. I'm not saying that there's not a woman out there that can bench press me and throw me 100 feet and then I die. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying the way our body builds and we have testosterone as a hormone, we are going to be seen as the more um, more structurally fit. But that also, with that on the flip side, the reason we have to have those gender separations is because women are so much more flexible than men. And you all can do some amazing things if you put mind to it. I mean, I've seen this one TV show where a woman like crouched down and took herself and put herself inside this box and she was able to fit her home body in there because she can contort and be flexible and fit inside like a luggage bag. So what I'm trying to state is, is the reason the gender has to be separated would be for that, also for medical reasons. I don't care if you are a man becoming a woman. I don't care if you're a woman becoming a man. I don't even understand half that stuff anyways. But there is medicine out there that I heard about that a man can take. I forgot what it's for, um, but he can take it. And if it touches a woman's skin, don't even have to take it, touches her skin, she can no longer have children. And it's like a 85% chance that she can no longer have children. So what really makes all that interesting to me is if you're saying that you are a woman, you are a man, and you're saying you're now a woman, you've had all the work done to make you look dead up like a woman to where people cannot tell, and you take that medicine... You're actually not going to be, you know, able to not have children because you're already a man. And then vice versa, though, if it was the other way around, now, later on, if you want to have children, there is no chance in hell. Rather, you got a whatever equipment you have downstairs. So that's the reason why I want them to stay separated. I am one of those people I believe in four genders. Well, two main genders, four specifications. Male, female. I don't care if you want to call it bi-gender. I only believe that there is two, which is male and female. So a subclass is both, which can also happen naturally. They're called um, hermaphrodites, I believe is the right medical term for them. But you can be born with both. So male, female, hermaphrodite, or bi-general, uh, bi, um, or I don't know, it makes sense to me. Or non-specific. I don't care if you don't want to specify what you are, but that is my specifications is there's only two genders and then there's two subclasses. There is no 
I'm an Alpache helicopter. That's my gender. Ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. No, stop. That ain't even a gender. That is a noun. That is a piece of equipment. Stop. But that's just how I look at it. Like I said, I don't want to impress on anyone's rights. You do what you want to do. What I'm trying to just explain is how I see it. I'm going to take a hit off my vape here. This next one, number three, is what food have you never eaten but would like to try? I would like to try something exotic. I don't know exactly. Maybe something that's, well, <laughs> something that's a little illegal would be cool. But, I mean, I've had alligator jerky. That was really good. Um, I've had, what is it, venison, I believe it's called. That's deer. That's really good. I even accidentally ate squirrel at a family reunion. It was still good. I thought it was chicken. Uh, yeah, it's a whole separate story, but we went to a family reunion, and they had pulled pork barbecue, so I made me a sandwich, and I overheard one of the family members talking about it being squirrel. <laughs> He's like, how many family reunions did you go to eat squirrel? And I was just like, dude, I didn't know, but it was actually pretty lit. <laughs> So something exotic would be something that I've never eaten that I would want to. I think something really cool. Um, I, I like I like my meat very tender, non-fat, uh, as little fat as possible. So I think dolphin would be kind of cool. I don't even know if that's legal. So if that's illegal, that would be my illegal cool one. Um, food that I haven't eaten that could possibly be legal... I don't know, some other... I'm a very big meat eater. Um, Yeah, I don't really know of anything else besides some other type of meat. Oh, I think snake would probably be pretty cool. Their whole body is nothing but a muscle, so I bet you there's very low fat in that. Um, But yeah, that would be something. would be something exotic and something meat-wise. I'm not a big vegetable, fruit. I do like fruits, but I'm not... I don't eat them all the time. And then all bread pretty much tastes the same after so long. So, let's see here. What's something you really resent paying for? Resenting? Um, resent is a big word here. I don't think there's anything I resent paying for. Again, I grew up, like I said, pretty much cheap. So, it... It, I don't know. What would a world be populated by clones of you be like? Well, clones like me, I think at a certain point we would just go stupid. So I'm one of those people, I, I kind of think knowledge is power. I love to research stuff. And I think I could be a force to be reckoned with if I really took the time and energy. But I'm not going to lie to y'all. The reason the shit I do at work is so easy or the reason I make it easy is because I am not going to lie, I'm lazy. And I think after a while, just the whole world populated by me, it'd be a bunch of B-class gamers and trying to find ways to make money fast. Like that that's, that describes me almost to a T. Um, now, if it said a world populated by my clones what would it be like and one of my clones could include my wife oh man it's a whole different story so my wife is pretty much exactly like me we're only opposite where it kind of needs to be opposite so 
know what I mean by that because it sounds crazy. Um, we're both outgoing people. We love to go and hang out with friends and just watch movies and hang out. Whether it's with friends or by ourselves, we like to do little things. But where I'm more of the pure logic side, I don't let emotion in. I literally think sometimes that, what is that, the right side of your brain? I'm the left brain. So the left brain is intelligence where the right brain is emotional or uh, left brain is uh, logic. I sometimes think my right brain just asleep. I literally don't think. I mean, I have emotions and I have creativity, but for the most part, it's just sleeping and acting silly. But my wife, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. She would not want to logically think of something. She would rather be a creative, fun-going, just out-of-this-world way of doing something. That would be my wife. So if we populated the world together as clones of us, oh man, you thought it'd be chaotic with just a bunch of me acting stupid running around, man. It'd be awesome if me and her clone the whole world. We would probably get a lot more shit done because she's the one that keeps me motivated. Do you think, oh man, I'm either going to have y'all love me or hate me here. Do you think that aliens exist? Okay, depends on what your definition of aliens are. I will break it down after I drink my water. Believe it or not, all Christians to an extent have to believe in aliens. Definition of an alien that I agree with is that aliens are not of this world. And what I mean by that is Earth. I'm not talking about illegal aliens that come from cross borders or whatever. I'm talking about straight aliens, something not born of this world. And in the Bible, it states that angels, demons, God, and the devil exist. And they were not born of this world, but they had come to visit. So do aliens exist? Yes. Do aliens exist of these little green or the biggest one gray people showing up? I don't really know. I think that if you get yourself in a mental state so deep into something and you go into a lucid state of mind, you will believe that you have been kidnapped and probed and whatever these crazy people that talk about this alien lifting me up in their ship and they probed me for tests. And I don't think any of that exists. I don't believe in it. Uh, the UFOs that we've seen, I believe Area 51 is a massive testing area or definitely Area 52 right down the way. Um... I believe they're both testing areas for flight, for weaponry, for stuff like that. And when we see this dislike flying thing, we're thinking it's instantly an alien. It's instantly an alien. No. If we look at Da Vinci's drawings, one of them literally looks kind of like a UFO. And the engine is powered by a high-powered magnet of one negatively charged right outside one positively charged now of course this is a lot more magnets because you got to make this big area move and in da vinci's drawing uh when it turns on the two magnets are moving at such a fast rate that it creates a friction up underneath the vehicle and lifts it up to where it can hover left right up down fly around so i don't believe that these little green aliens with these big eyes with that are blacked out, that are really thin, 
are coming after us to probe us. I don't even know if they exist, to be honest. But for an actual definition of alien, yes, as a Christian, I believe that aliens exist because angels would be considered aliens. They were born of heaven. And with that being said, they were not born of this earth. Aliens exist. So go ahead and send me all that hate mail or love mail if you want to. The next one is, what are you currently worried about? So, <laughs> I just made a big purchase today, kind of. Uh, I have it, I used the, and I'm not sponsored by them, but since I am using them, I'm going to use their name. I just got a car off of Carvana. It's a big investment. And that's the only thing I'm worried about is making these payments and getting that paid for. I don't really worry about much. I don't have a lot of stress. I don't really care about much things. I just kind of chill and relax, but I definitely am worried that we go to make this investment and something does not work or something happens with it. But I will admit that I absolutely love the vehicle that we went ahead and purchased. I do love how it rides. I do love the overall drive of it right now. So, But I am worried because, of course, that is something I need to worry about and pay off. Where are some unusual places you've been? Unusual places you've been? That's a tricky question. I don't think I've really been to too many unusual places. I like to try new things, so I've been to a bunch of different types of restaurants, but when it comes to mainly staying around in the area that I'm at, I haven't really done too many unusual things. I think probably the most unusual, and giving them a shout-out so y'all can check it out, is we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we went into... The Wonder House, I believe it's what it's called. You wouldn't be able to miss it. It's a museum that literally looks like a house has been flipped upside down. And when you go in there, it's so cool. You're walking on the ceiling. But when you look up, it looks, you know, it's got the table with drinks on it just sitting up there. It's really neat. But I'd say it's probably the most unusual place I've been because of all the museums that I've ever went to and stuff. It's either, you know, modern art this or this and that. But you go in there and it's actually more of an adventure than it is a museum. We had an absolute blast with it. So also I think that would probably have to be the most unusual I've been to. Oh, they also have an exhibit in there of like, I know this is going to sound funny, but it was cow pies that was found after cows took a shit and they flattened it down and they took, um, paint and other artistic stuff and painted celebrities on there. So I thought that was kind of cool. Wax Museum's pretty unusual. I don't know if you've ever been there, but uh, again, that's in Gatlinburg. But um, it has celebrities in wax, like wax sculptures. It's pretty unusual. It's kind of weird when you first get in there because you're like, you recognize these people and you're like, this is kind of cool, but no one's like moving around, breathing and stuff. Obviously, they're made of wax, but that was kind of neat. So, where do you get your news? 
Uh, it depends on what the news is. So I'm not a big news person per se. I don't just sit there and look up the news. But if something catches my ear, I have to scope it out on multiple different sites to see if it's real. So let's say something like, okay, everyone experienced this one, Kobe Bryant's death. I heard about it at work. And I didn't, I mean, of course, I went to, like, Facebook, seeing that it was on there. I went to Twitter, seeing that it was on there. But, of course, all of these stuff could be a hoax. So I, that's when I start researching a bunch of different sites. So my thing is, is the way that I get my news is so I'm not just getting it from one place, from one source, so it's one-sided. I would rather go to, like, six or seven, see what the news is on it, and then try to read the article and find out what's going on. I try to wait, stay away from clickbait sites, but I don't really have a set area that I get my news. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all are Trump supporters or non-Trump supporters. I don't really know yet. I'm not going to hate on the guy. I think he's done okay, um, but I'm not going to sit there and boast him either. But what I really thought was interesting is how he went on this attack of fake news. And... It's one of it's one thing that I take absolutely personal is because, like I said, I have to check from multiple different sources, and I love how on Fox News, which I know everyone right now is sitting there like, "Oh, great, he listens to that, not this and this and this." But I love how on Fox News they keep going over these fake news scenarios. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Rather, you're a Republican, Democrat, or non-believer of any of the system. Check that out, because, man, they'll go over a fake news segment, and it is absolutely hilarious. And they break it down step-by-step step on what is it. So it's very interesting. We're going to keep this up. My timer is showing me that it is time to start another one. See you all <coughs> And we're getting back to the random questions and getting to know Jesse Rich as a person. So... This one says, what are some red flags to watch out for in daily life? I'm going to take a drink right here while I'm telling you all about this. One of the biggest daily life red flags that I look for is natural shady activity. And what I mean by that is I actually work in the field of security. You all know this, but I look for anyone that does the look over their shoulder. Anyone that stares in one place for too long, and not like in a daze, but act like in a, they got to go grab something or get something. Those are two main red flags I look for. Another red flag that I look for is most of the time people look grimy. They are grimy. And I done told you all, I don't judge a book by its cover. I have lived in the projects. I have done Let's just say I've done my fair share of possible illegal activity. But I was with some of the grimiest looking, some of the dirtiest, just you couldn't trust them as far as you could throw them type people. And I look for it to be blatant. So what I mean by that is there are some people that look just you can tell that they've been through it, but they're still cleaned up enough. People that are absolutely wanting to look that way, they are the ones you got to watch out for, especially like younger people who are like 
trying to dress as street as possible, but not in good street clothes. Trying to look like this, I'm the best too confident person. That's a red flag I look up, look out for because I'm like, okay, this person's already trying to boast of who they are. What are they going to do to boast themselves? So that would be a red flag. But again, I don't judge a book by its cover. I have known a lot of people. I've done it myself. I've even watched a family member start from the absolute bottom that you think you could reach. And he still is trying to make it a certain way. And what's really interesting about that is more and more cleaned up as they go. More and more... uh, you can just tell the difference. I'd have to like show you six different scenarios of pictures of people to be able to tell you which one would be the most 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 be the most eerie to me when it comes to a red flag. What movie can you watch over and over without getting tired of? Oh, <coughs> sorry. What movie? That one's a hard one. Um, that one would be a fun question for you guys. So if you get on my Discord later, definitely message me about your movie. movie I can watch over and over again without getting tired of would probably be Lucky Number Slevin. I've seen that movie way too many. No. Wait, it says one movie. If it could be a series, my series of movies would be Lord of the Rings. But it does say what movie, so it would probably be Lucky Number 11. If you haven't seen it, it actually wasn't that popular of a movie. But it is good. It is probably one of my favorites. Um, Another one that wasn't that popular that we accidentally rented and then absolutely loved was a movie called 1114. And it looks like a uh, digital clock. 1, 1, colon, 14. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, I would have to say Lucky Number 11 if it's a movie. If it's a trilogy or, you know, Lord of the Rings. All the way. When you are old, uh-oh. What do you think children will ask you to tell stories about? Good night. Um, okay, this one... Man, when I'm old, what are they going to ask questions about? TikTok. Um, Even though it's dead now, Vine. Possible video games. The new era we're entering with video games and how we, a lot of people are jumping into the, uh, what is it called, virtual world. I would not doubt if we got a lot of questions about that from uh, those are little children that are, you know, run up to you and ask you, well, how did you play the Super Nintendo? These graphics are horrible. Um, I need my world to be high definition. I mean, all the way from games to... Uh, I really hope they don't ask these questions, but it's going to be weird. Of course, one that my children will probably ask me about is how me and Mommy met. I do expect that. Um very basic story, but that's that's going to be weird because when my children are older and they're going to be asking me to tell them stories, 
so much has changed. It's so funny because a lot of things changed from all the way from the making of the telephone to we jumped to the computer and cell phone. And now it's like if you don't have those things, you're not living in society. So I think a lot of that would be questions, too. I really hope that they ask me a question about a tape deck letter later because not even would they even know that that ever existed or a cassette tape. But even kids that are five years younger than me don't even know what those are. Or they're like, oh, I've seen that before. That collects music. Like, it just and sounds. That just blows my mind. I think it's funny when... <laughs> I had one of that old flip phone and you had that recorder and you want to record a sound so you could put it as a ringtone and you're focused on hitting that record right when you want to, hitting that pause. And of course the recording was not that great. So by the time you said it's a ringtone, it's got this sound in the background. I hope they asked me about the questions about that. That would be hilarious. If you could switch two movie characters... What switch would lead to the most inappropriate movies? So I'm taking... If you could switch two movie characters, what switch would lead to the most inappropriate movies? Oh, goodness. Let's see here. So two movie characters, they have to flip-flop, and it would ruin both movies and make them weird. I think that an interesting switch would be interesting switch would be if you took Deadpool and because you gotta throw Deadpool in there. I mean, it would just be funny to switch him in something random. Ha! I got it. Deadpool and Forrest Gump. Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, what about Billy Madison and Billy Madison and Reed Richards, which is the doctor from Fantastic Four who is extremely intelligent. That would be, oh. I haven't seen the movie yet, but from what I got of the premise, Ace Venture and Batman. That would be funny. If I could switch two movie characters, what switch would lead to the most inappropriate? I think would be really neat is instead of switching two characters, let's go over two characters that I'm probably the most alike. And what I could play in a movie. I think it'd be really cool to play Doctor Strange. Or Legolas from Lord of the Rings. It'd be really cool to even switch into like Smeagol and Gollum. That would be hilarious. Even better yet, we could switch... Smeagol and Gollum out with Achilles from uh, the movie Troy, played by Brad Pitt. That would be two movies that would just be completely destroyed. Because you got, oh man, that would be funny. All right. 
What inanimate object would be the most annoying if it played loud, upbeat music while being used? Man, that depends on what inanimate object you're using the most. Uh, of course, cell phone would really bother me. Uh, I, I get bothered if my cell phone is turned up and someone's texting me all day. And it, even though it does that little bling or whatever it does, I don't even remember. Uh, that annoys me. I hate that. But uh, annoying object. You know it would be really funny? It says an inanimate object would be it's playing the annoying loud upbeat music. Let's do something like cups and water bottles and stuff like that. And while it's playing the music, it vibrates your mouth. That would be probably the most annoying. That would be funny, too. And they just couldn't get it to stop no matter what. They build it in different ways, and your cup or water bottle is still violently shaking and playing horrible music. That would be hilarious. When did something start out badly for you, but in but in the end, it was great? Hashtag sex life. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, when did you start something out badly for you, but in the end it was great? I don't, I don't really know. I hope I could answer this question later with uh, this podcast or with my Twitch stream for real. Because, um, I mean, when I started recording, I don't know if y'all have heard my earlier ones or if you're just now joining and listening to my newer ones, but... Man, I was up in my room trying to keep quiet, had headphones in my ears, and was recording on my phone before I decided to get this mic and create this little tiny studio. So I hope later on when it says it is great, I hope my podcast explodes. Don't forget to hit that support. Hashtag me. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no... um. I don't really know much that started out badly for me and then ended well. I guess uh, probably my first time trusting one of my friends to just take me to a random party. It turned out great. So we're at a uh, street jam. One of my buddy's bands was playing in the street, so we went to go watch, and she gets a call to randomly go to a party. Uh, I'm 17 at this point, and uh, we go to the party, and I mean... I'm hanging out with 26-year-olds. They know I'm only 17. I told them I never drank before, so they regulated my drinks, and they did not let me get plastered. So it, it was definitely great. I had a good time. It's probably why I drink now, and I know where my limit is because I don't drink to get drunk. I drink to, you know, relax, enjoy the time, give myself a little confidence, and just enjoy myself. So that was probably one of the biggest ones. How would you, or how would your country change if everyone, regardless of age, could vote? I think there'd be a lot more corruption in the um, voting polls. I mean, because you got, I mean, there has to be somewhat of an age, because of course a one-year-old can't vote. Um, But, I mean, I think there'd be a lot more corruption. I think a lot of people would... um, eat that up that they're able to claim more votes for their household as long as they have kids. I think at that point, since we don't have a 
stopping point in America of having kids. I think people would have a lot more, so they had a lot more pull into the voting system. So that I think it would end very badly. <laughs> um, how would... Oh, I'm sorry. What animal would be cutest if scaled down to the size of a cat? Okay, so first off, we got to do one funny. How awesome would it be to have a cat-sized gorilla? I mean, that thing would be just epic. It's running around trying to claim territory, but only like three, you know, three feet long, and it's smacking around the walls, and you're just like, dude, you're so funny. But the cutest... Man, it'd be so cool if you could have a dolphin in a fish tank. Wouldn't be cat size. We'd have to make it a little bit smaller. And that thing would be adorable. Just a cute little dolphin swimming around. Uh, a cute little shark would be the same thing. But of course they have to be scaled down a lot more than just a cat. Um, yeah. If your job gave you a surprise three day paid break to rest and recuperate. What would you do for those three days? Well, I would definitely hit my stream up and podcast because when I'm off work, I'm working. Uh, the only reason why I didn't stream today because I went ahead and took the day off. Like I said, I got the car. It got delivered today. But, and with all that and the paperwork and stuff, I didn't, and taking a cruise drive, making sure it still feels good. I didn't get to stream. But when I'm not working, I'm working. I want to make this into a career, and that's why I'm working hard at it. So that would be my three days. If I randomly got a three-day break, it'd instantly be like, all right, let's get rolling. What's wrong but sounds right? Okay, that is weird. What's wrong but sounds right? I don't, I don't really like this question here. It doesn't really give me good content i mean what's wrong with sounds right probably any form of mental manipulation it's wrong but sounds right like i know some people go to a hypnotist to quit smoking and it works and i know that sounds like a great thing but it also sounds really whack because you're changing the thoughts of someone else so or pushing something on someone else uh, would be something that would be wrong. Oh, wait, but sounds right. Well, that would be the whole hypnotist quitting smoking. Quitting smoking sounds right. It sounds okay. If you do it, you do it. But, again, you're messing with that person's mind. So, I don't really know how to answer that one. What's the most epic way you've seen someone quit or be fired? Wow. That one's hard because I fired a lot of people at Taco Bell. I think, I don't know about the most epic, but I think the funniest was, and I feel bad. I really do to an extent, but I had to fire someone at Taco Bell. And she starts getting upset and crying because she has three kids at home she has to take care of. And I literally was just like, well, if you ain't the fuck up, you can work here. So, I mean, that was pretty epic for me. I literally, I mean, I like firing people because... It's At that point, it's not my fault. They did it to themselves. Uh, I think another one that was pretty epic, and this is, 
I don't, like I said, I don't give names on here. And this was probably the rudest way to fire someone. But I do know of a situation where they sent someone on vacation and fired the person while they were on vacation. So that's, I mean, that's probably one of the top epics because that could be the most disrespectful thing in the world. Uh, most epic ways someone quit. I mean, just the classic storm off gets me going. I absolutely love it. I think what's one of the most epic ways someone quit, though, was, and this is all because I have that logic mind and thinking, which it didn't end up happening. Uh, the person did quit, but the second part I'm going to mention did not happen. But he uh, walked up to someone, turned in his stuff, and said, I can't work here. This building is unsafe. He said, I need to be home with my family right now. This place is not safe. What makes this so epic is he said, oh, and it'll be okay. My wife comes back in to work on Wednesday. One, I do not think she came back. But two, she works at the same place. That's what makes that so epic. The person works in the same place that you're quitting deeming unsafe. Yeah. That's pretty epic in my book if you ask me. If you couldn't be convicted of any one type of crime, what crime charge would you like to be immune to? Um, and it's only one type of crime, so I can only do it once. Uh, hmm. And I can get away with it but be immune to it. So you don't want to do anything too dangerous, because what if you're killed on site? Um... Convicting of any one crime. I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, I'm convicted and released, so I'm not dying. So, like, let's go with the classic, you know, oh, I'd rob a bank, but then you can get death by police there because there's no way you're getting away with that. But this one, I'm getting convicted, and they're pretty much claiming me as innocent. I... That would probably be one of those situations where we were talking earlier about a food I'd want to try. If something was illegal and I got able to kill it and try eating it, I think that would be a cool, cool thing to be immune to. What's something that you always, that will always be in fashion no, much, no matter how much time has passed? Well, something that will always be in fashion if we're talking about the average show walking down the street or if we're talking about something that's always in fashion one thing I do not believe that's going anywhere would be ties ties on men suits on men that's never going anywhere never once it is just the sharpest way for a guy to dress um but a fashion that would never go away no matter what, no matter how much time passes. I don't think that jeans are ever going anywhere. I mean, they are durable. They go with pretty much anything. Uh, I have actually seen people even show up to funerals in jeans. No one bats an eye or questions them. 
So I think jeans are probably the one fashion that won't go anywhere. What actors or actresses play the same character in almost every movie or show they do? First off, this could be a long list, but you have Nicolas Cage, who's just playing the basic old guy anymore. You have, and don't get me wrong, his acting's better, and it is his niche, but it's mainly the only thing he does would be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He does a lot of the same stuff, but he has to. That's his niche. He cannot get out of it. If he tried to get out of it, people would not take him seriously. So I think he's doing a good job. I just think that he does do the same person almost every movie. We have... Huh. Mainly the two actors I can think of off the top of my head. But... Yeah, those would probably be the ones I do it over and over again. I'll have to think more about that. In the past, people were... Buried with the items they would need in the afterlife. What would you want to be buried with you so you could use it in the afterlife? I don't want to sound cliche, but the cell phone, of course. I mean, yes, so much stuff you can do if you got buried with it. I mean, it'd be cool if you could text in the afterlife and text the living. So, cell phone be neat. Um, I don't really need much in my life, to be honest. Something that I would have to have in the afterlife. I don't, I don't hang on to main possessions. I mean, you could also throw my vape in there. I would definitely like to vape in the afterlife. Uh, it's more of a hobby anymore. It's not even needed for the nicotine as much. It's just a habit. Uh be cool to have this set up so I could do a podcast from Beyond the Grave, do some Twitch Beyond the Grave. That could be kind of cool. So, but as for anything that I have an attachment to that is a dedicated I need up in the afterlife, I don't think there's much. What's the best slash worst practical joke that you've played on someone or that was played on you? So, I think... The worst one that was with me was I was sitting out back, actually going over something with my brother. It was really funny because at the age we were at, me and my brother did not communicate as often. We have a lot better communication now, but we're sitting out back and we're going over something now. Nowhere my dad drops a whole pot of water on us. So that was pretty good. Um... The worst practical joke that I might have played on someone. I don't know. I mean, I'm a jokester in the sense of my words, and I'm witty, but I don't think I joke too many people. I think the best one was convincing someone of a certain something that happened and making that person believe it. That was that's probably one of my favorites. So... Uh, we actually are recently playing something on her right now, but she had not gotten to see the movie Frozen 2. And I'm not going to give you really too much spoilers, but if you haven't seen it either and you don't want to hear anything about it, this will be the spoiler alert, alert, alert. But we convinced this girl that her favorite color, her favorite color, her favorite character died. 
and it, we were talking about Olaf. And my boss actually started this whole thing. He told another person about it. So when they walked up and was talking to her, they walked up out of nowhere and said, oh, are you talking? Because he said something like, well, that's disappointing. And then my friend walked in. He was like, oh, are we talking about when Olaf died in Frozen 2? And she freaked out. Well, the best part was, was later on, them three are talking. I hear one word of Frozen. And I waited for that one word that sounded like I could use it to Frozen 2. And I just jumped in and was like, are y'all talking about Olaf dying in the new Frozen? Ain't that sad? And what the best part was, at that point, she was just like, well, I don't think you would lie to me. So uh, it makes it official. We still have it going. Um, I don't know if she's seen the movie yet, but until she tells us we see the movie, I'm just going to keep bringing it up. So we are working on another one on her right now about um, bands that are heavy metal. And my boss made a deal with her, which she couldn't handle, um, but I'm going to go over that later. But he made a deal with her that he has never seen the Twilight movies has no desire to watch them. And she told him that he has to watch them. They're really good. And he said, well, come listen to just an hour of this mixtape I make you. And I'll consider watching it. Best part about that was she was like, well, what do you listen to? And he told her, you know, he's into heavy metal, the pig squeals, the screeching, stuff like that. And she was asking about that, like, how'd they get the pigs to squeal in sounds that make words? And he said, well, it takes a lot, a lot of torture. And she was like, no, not poor little piggies. Well, then he knows what her favorite animal is, which is llamas. Tells her that they have the same thing with llamas. She goes, no way, this doesn't exist. She starts freaking out. And then he even got another co-worker in on it to tell her that it's true, so... Uh, we, I think these practical jokes are great because they're completely harmless and we're just messing with her. But if she just took the time into looking this stuff up or did her own research, she realized we're just pulling her legs. So that's a lot of fun. It's probably the best practical joke. Where do you go out of your way to be nice to? Who? Who do you go out? Um... So this literally is a question on kissing ass, and I try not to. I'd say probably this answer is going to sound cheesy as well, but of course my wife. I go out of my way for her. But, I mean, everyone could also be this answer. I give everyone the exact amount of just being nice to because I want people to enjoy their time with me. I don't want anyone to ever sit there and say, well, Jesse, he was just the worst person in the world. I want people to just be like, man, Jesse was just so laid back. He's cool. So I try to be nice to everyone. So out of going out of my way, I definitely care about the feelings of others before I care about the feelings of myself. Which celebrity band or celebrity has the worst fan base um okay so a celebrity that has the worst fan base that one's kind of hard i don't know a direct celebrity i, I would probably say billy eilish 
Yeah. I really don't like her fans. They think that she's like some sort of goddess or something, and it really is annoying. Or they try to be just like her. Uh, band with the worst fan base is probably the old classic ICP. Um, just because those people, man, I told them I was going to get a tattoo of something certain, and they said they would kill me for it because they're supposed to be not a gang. There's a family, and you don't pick on family or something. I don't know. The worst fans would probably be the Juggalos. When it comes to the worst fan base ever, though, it's probably Rick and Morty fans. They're so toxic. They think you have to be this super smart type of group of people to watch it. And don't get me wrong, there is some jokes on there that is super, you know, in the sense of intellectual, and then they throw it into some dumb jokes as well. But it's like people can still enjoy that and don't have to know everything in the world. What are you interested in most people aren't? I'd probably just say most people are not into the way that I'm into still doing research. And I'm not talking about like scientists doing research or a group of people. Oh, sorry. A group of people doing research on like a certain story. But it's kind of like in school when you had to write research papers. I'm the type of person I would still like to do that. Now, of course, I don't really have much time and a lot of this research paper that I do now is mainly going to my podcast to talk to you guys, but I literally, I'd say more people once I got out of high school do not want to do research, and I'm the complete opposite. Uh, a lot of, another thing that I'm very interested in that a lot of people might not be is hacky sack. I still like to play hacky sack. Um... Breaking down of knowing as much as I can on a certain subject. And hacky sack. Yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. All right. If you were given a PhD degree, but had no more knowledge of the subject of the degree besides what you have now, what degree would you want to be given to you? So just my knowledge of what I have now, I should have a PhD in workforce. Uh, every single job that I have had, whether it's been a general labor, it's been a factory work, even as a supervisor, I've always moved up in my position. I've always done more than what I needed. I've always produced a lot more. So I really think I could have a PhD in just regular workforce general labor handyman type thing even i only went to do construction for two months or something and i know the formulas and stuff of different electrical stuff so i just think that just being in that workforce and trying to be a sponge and absorbing as much as possible that's what my phd that's what my phd could be called I could have a PhD in sponginess. What smartphone feature would you actually be excited for a company to implement? Um, considering there's so much out there, God only knows. Um, I would like to, man, smartphone feature that would actually be excited for a company company to admit implement. 
I don't know. My smartphone does pretty much everything I need it to do. Uh, I can play games on it, do sign-ins, save all my passwords. Uh, I already text my face. And my cell phone don't do it, but I know there's cell phones out there. I think all cell phones would be really cool if there was a third button right underneath the volume buttons. And you click it and you put your phone next to another phone and it automatically exchanges numbers. I think that's pretty cool. But I know some phones already have that. Um, I do not believe the iPhone does. So that would be cool to implement. Uh... I mean, shit, you even have speech-to-text now, and you even have speech commands. I don't really think there's anything else I need to implement it. What's something people don't worry about but you, but really should? Hmm. People don't really worry about but really should? How about just the basic differences in humans? Going back to that social stigma we talked about earlier... I don't know why people... Oh, wait, this is people that don't worry and should. Yeah, yeah. You don't worry enough that we could get rid of these social stigmas that we have, and we really should. I don't know why we can't just think of the human race as the human race. I don't know why we have to do all these separate categories. I don't know why terrorists exist. It's like we're all still human. Why can't we just get along? And I get it. We have stuff like greed... I think greed is the root of all evil and really pushes everyone to do whatever they want. But I really think if you push some of that aside and focus that you don't live in their shoes, they don't live in your shoes, so let's be compassionate toward one another. I think that would be one thing that people don't worry about that really should. What movie quotes do you use on a regular basis? Oh, goodness. So... I actually practice a goat noise to be able to quote Big Trouble. And I'll do a goat noise at random and people will laugh and I'll be like, was that a goat? Uh, Big Trouble is a great movie with Tim Allen, Biff Foster, and, a, and some others. And there's a part when they're, like I said, where there was a goat and it pleaded and went, eh. And literally someone said, was that a goat? Probably quote that one of the most. Lucky number 11, I quote, uh, he, there's a line in there that says uh, something like, he can tell the one-legged man so he can bump it up down the road. Use that one a lot. I, um, I use uh, Lion King, uh, Zazu. They were talking about Scar and... He said, it's okay, sire. There's always one in family. Well, there's two in mine, actually. And I use that for a lot of things. I'll switch it from family to just... There's two in mine, actually. And I, I don't know why. I think it's hilarious. Um, trying to think if there's any other movie quotes I really do. I mean, there's tons of them. I could go all day. So that's, that's a good question. Do you think that children born today will have better or worse lives than their parents? Uh, this one is a very biased opinion type of question here. We all live in different eras for a reason. I think no matter what, children's lives are always going to be better because the generation before them tries to set it up. 
I mean, I would not have had a good life if it wasn't for my parents going through this and that and this and that. And then I, and I always think that my life is a lot better than what it could have been. I don't think, I don't think kids' lives are going to get worse. I think they get better. I think they have different types of trials, but I think no matter what, their lives will get better. What's the funniest joke you know by heart? Uh, I don't, the funniest joke? I'd probably say the joke where the tourist goes into the tavern and he's inside an Irish tavern and he orders a drink. And the tavern barkeep looks at this guy and he goes, You see this tavern? I built it myself. He's like, I built every wall, put in every nail, every screw. It's pretty, right? And the guy said, well, yeah, it's beautiful. He goes, yeah, but do they call me David the Carpenter or David the Tavern Builder? No. He said, when you were traveling here, you seen the fence that went along the fields. I built that with my own two hands. I built that with my shed it blood and tears but do you call it do you think they call me david the fence builder or david the carpenter again no but i tell you what buddy you fuck one goat and i think that's probably one of the funniest jokes i've ever heard i really like that one uh let's see here when was the last time you felt you had a new lease on life That one's a hard one. Felt you had a new lease on life. I'd probably say just by moving up in the company I work with, I really enjoy that I've moved up to where I am. I have been there now one year as a supervisor, going on my second year uh, with the company together, and I've promoted two people underneath me to supervisors, so... I mean, just a new lease on life. I have a steady job with steady pay and a company that actually cares for me. So I'd say it's probably the last step. What's the funniest actual name you've heard of someone having? I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, first off, I don't know if it is an African religion or if it's a religious name or just a name a meaning, but I think it's really funny that I have about four or five of them working at my place alone. Their name is Innocent. I-N-N-O-C-E-N-T. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, another one that was pretty funny that I can't pronounce, I think it was um, it was Ombinga Wahana Rawamu or something like that. This, I mean, this, there was so many letters. It was like A, B, M, A, B, A, U, A, W, A, R, A. I mean, it was just back to back. And what made it even more funny is everything had an A at the end. So that's how I pronounced it. I don't really know how to pronounce that name, but it was hilarious. Uh, what charity or charitable cause is most deserving of money? Um, this is a small charity. I don't even think it's fully nationwide, but the charity I give the most to is Choices. 
It is a charity. It was literally originally named Choices for Women, and it was a Christian charity that tried to give women other choices besides aborting babies. Uh, it was one of those kind of safe places. They did not condone people that had an abortions and did not fight against it, but they wanted to give women more choices. Now, if you look it up online, it's shortened to choices. And what I really like about it now is it's very family-oriented as well. You can go in there and watch videos to teach yourself how to take care of kids. They have um, a way for you to get yourself a free car seat if you take the certain courses and your significant others there. They also have a whole course on just the men. So the dads can come and talk to one another, hear some stuff, hear some stories, and communicate. So... I really like choices as a charity. Last one I'm going to answer today is what TV show character would it be the most fun to change places for for a week? This one is extremely hard, but I'm going to have to go with if it's a TV character. I have to go with this cartoon. Um, if it was just a regular character, uh, probably Chandler Bing from Friends, just because I'm already like the guy, so I'd, I'd really like to just hang out with Joey and be stupid or make fun of Ross uh, and just have a close group of friends like that that meets up every day and just chit-chats. But if it had to be just any TV show character, it had to be a cartoon. It had to be someone, either Tom or Jerry. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not dying, so I'd like to experience a lot of different stuff. So that would be kind of cool. So the challenge I'm creating, and I'm not giving the name out yet because I do not want to get you all settled on it, but I will be doing a giveaway later. And the way I want to do it is I'm going to give a random celebrity's name. That celebrity will have to get a hold of me either via Discord, Twitter, or Instagram, message me, and... Send me something of them, and I'll do the giveaway. So, whether it's a... If they want a straight FaceTime, that'd be kind of neat. But I just I think it'd be really cool to meet up with random celebrities and just chit-chat with them if they have 10 minutes of their life to FaceTime. If they don't, it'd be really cool if they just made a video and sent it to me. It'd be cool to have raw material of an actual celebrity. See, what's really neat is... Even if I, let's say I made it big in this podcast and I'm starting to get known and a lot of people are supporting me and I'm getting famous on my stream just because I do both and a lot of people are supporting me and I become this celebrity, I still want to keep all this raw material just for the people that want to know me from the beginning. I don't want to sit here and go and delete all of my episodes that I made from the very beginning of this just so I sound better or sound more pristine or sound more robotic. So I think it would be really cool. Uh, like I said, I'll mention a celebrity. The first one's going to be easy because I know this person has taken their time before to talk to a fan. That's mainly what I'm doing. It would be really cool if they could also, like, if I could talk to them and they wanted to give me something signed. I think that would be really cool. Um, but mainly my challenge is just getting in touch with that celebrity to where it's either on a almost one-to-one -one basis. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, if they can't do FaceTime, I get it. They're busy. I'm even busy. I mean, it'd suck if they try to get a hold of me at 3 p.m. and I'm at work. 
I get it. But it would be really cool if they sent me some sort of video of them just doing something random that is an everyday person life thing. I mean, what if they're just sitting there taking out their trash? How many people have seen a celebrity take out their trash? They probably don't. They might have someone do it for them, but that don't matter. Or it'd be really cool to see a celebrity, I don't know, uh, break something at random. I don't know. It'd just be really cool to see a celebrity. I know this is going to be a hard challenge. I know a lot of y'all ain't going to get no connection with it, especially if I do it um, anytime soon. You know, not everyone might have blah, blah, blah in their phone, so it might be forever before I get a hold of celebrity. But it'd be really cool, and I'd like to give away, you know, $100 for each celebrity that I get to meet. And if they did something in return, oh, man, you're talking. I'd like to hook you up with even more. If they gave me a signed copy of something, a signed picture of them, a signed whatever, that'd be cool, and I'd love to get more. Um, but the main way that you'd win the contest is that individual would prove to me that it's them um, via doing that video or doing the FaceTime. And then they tell me who sent them to come to me, and that would be how you would win. So then whatever they send me, it's a way to get a hold of you. I'd get a hold of you, and then I would either give you the $100 via Cash App, PayPal, whatever. Or do a $100 gift card and I deliver it to you. I get it. Some people want to stay private and I never want to get in anyone's privacy. But I think it would be really cool. And if the celebrity is cool with it and I just save their phone in my their phone number in my phone. But of course not use it. But just save it there. I mean that would be cool just to have a collection of random celebrities phone numbers. I will not ever release the information because I'm not going to sit there and get rich off of people knowing yada yada's phone number. I'm not that petty, and I'm not that type of person. But it'd be really neat to get a hold of some of these people. But anyways, with that being said, don't forget to tell your friends and family to check out my podcast. Don't forget to check out my Twitch. It is at twitch.tv slash Rich. Everything's going to be at Jesse Rich. Do not forget to click that support to support my channel. The more support that I get, the more I will be able to do podcasting. Also, the longer I'll be able to do podcasting. And like always, I love you all. Later.